Hi, and welcome to Good Change Conversations with myself, Christy Hunter, and Stina Smith. We're here to inspire everyday people to do good things. Good changes come in all shapes and sizes in the form of products, mindsets, routines, and more. Each episode, we're going to introduce you to small changes that will help you and the environment. We hope you take away at least one of these and change for the better. In the wise words of Elvis Presley, clean up your own backyard first and then the world's. Focus on the small changes. Don't try to do everything perfectly, just little bits one step at a time. So today we have the pleasure of speaking with two very authentic earth passionates, James and Jen, the owners of Earth Consulting. This is a company helping businesses reduce their carbon footprint. So James, is passion, his passion is helping people and organisations understand their purpose and how to bring these to life in authentic ways. James is a born and bred fellow Kiwi uh, who has always had an innate passion and a care for nature and the, and the planet. Um, mix this with Jen, whose passion is helping organisations find sustainable ways of working in flow with the surrounding environment and communities. And we have a really amazing, authentic team. So, uh, James and Jen, welcome to Good Change Conversations. We are truly inspired at how you bring organisations into the realm of sustainability. So thank you for, for being here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Jen and James, Tell us a little bit about how you actually found yourself in this position, running this incredibly authentic and genuine organisation. What are your backgrounds? So, like, a, I guess like a lot of people over the last um, 18 months, there's been a lot of transitions in the world in terms of, like, moving around from different workplaces. And um, that's what happened um, to myself and also and also James. And we both worked in a, uh, a big corporation um, for many years. And James and I worked in the same team, sustainability, um, the sustainability and corporate responsibility team for for many years. And then through COVID, there was a lot of shifts within that organisation, and um, decided to take a redundancy and and actually leave and leave that position. Um, but when I did work in that uh, that team with uh, with James, we noticed that our strengths really um, enhanced each other's um, work styles. So we always really, really deeply loved um, working with each other. So when I left that organisation with COVID, um, I just knew that there was something in my heart that was really called to keep working with James. And um, when I stepped out of that business, there was a lot of um, incredible brands that were around the Northern Rivers area where I live that were reaching out to me, knowing that I'd, I'd made a transition um, and the experience that I had in that organisation and asked if I could help them and guide them in terms of helping them with their environmental impact. So I reached back to James and said, James, we've got the same values. We work amazing together. Let's 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 come together and help help some really um, heart based businesses um, improve their environmental uh, environmental impact and um, take our skills from what we've learnt over the last long while and um, and create our own business. And that's where. That's where um, Earth was formed about um, just over a year ago, uh, and that's how yeah it all came into into fruition. And I think for me it was an absolute blessing to to cross paths with Jen and now embark on this this journey we're on together, because I'd been working in you know in this corporate for a number of years, and I'd I'd been wanting to transition into something that was more purposeful and aligned with my values and I really wanted to to help use the company as a tool to create 
meaningful change. You know, a blessing to to do that with Jen, and also a blessing to be able to you know have something to to step into that was sort of a in demand service. So I'm, I'm you know immensely grateful for for all of that. Mm. And as soon as we as soon as we saw that EarthConsulting.com was free, we just knew that we we're on the right path. <laughs> you know, you think of the name. <laughs> Uh, so we yeah we just knew that it was all super aligned as well because because of that and both of our skill sets are just so aligned um, in terms of everything that we've we've learnt over the years working with um, different companies and having different experiences and um, so yeah now we're now now we're the the two team at Earth and we also work with other you know uh, beautiful consultants to help us in other areas as well. Yeah, it's a great great name and I have to say it's a very engaging website as soon as I went on I was like oh my gosh this really pulls at the heartstrings so well done <laughs> Jen James can you just give a quick one-on-one that might be if, if people out there saying you know we know about carbon emissions but exactly just one what what is carbon emissions and, and why why should everyone care extra carbon dioxide in the atmosphere uh, creates a, a greenhouse effect and so essentially Thermal energy is trapped in the atmosphere and that causes the planet to become warmer than it would become naturally. And because uh, we've been burning so many fossil fuels and when they're combusted, this releases carbon dioxide, um, there's you know, a huge amount of CO2 that's been pumped into the Earth's atmosphere and that's put us on a trajectory of a uh, rapidly heating planet. Mm. And the thing is, carbon isn't a bad thing because carbon's found in it's found in all living things. And when um, it, and naturally, carbon is continually going into the atmosphere from volcanoes and you know, like just the, the release of carbon energy. Uh, carbon isn't a problem. Carbon is needed on this planet. It's the burning of the fossil fuels and the human um, human emissions at um, that are overdoing it and pushing way too much carbon into the atmosphere that is uh, warming our planet. I think every, everyone's on the same page now. So, so tell us about Earth Consulting. Like, what what is the uh, what was your dream with the business? Tell us about what the business actually is. Well, I think what we really found was that uh, th- there are many organisations who are wanting to have a positive impact on the environment, but you know th- that that wasn't the the core focus for their operation and it was difficult for them to to navigate and to know exactly you know what is the most impactful thing they could be doing what are the different risks and considerations to take into account so we really wanted to sort of be the sustainability team that great organizations could come to us with sort of any any question any challenge and we'd be able to help um, guide them along the path the requests were really in the focus for our, our business came from you know, the, the clients who were approaching us and sort of definitely carbon and understanding sort of emissions was definitely sort of a, a key focus and what they were wanting support on and you know, it just yeah. so happened that that's a, a space that I'd sat in heavily for years and so it was it was great to have you know some some skills that that you know organizations you know found value in. No, yeah, that's exactly right. Just going off what James is saying, it's so incredible that, you know, that people and um, businesses are actually reaching out um, to make positive change without being pushed or forced by government or organisations to do so. And it's it gives us a lot of, like, trust and hope in um, the shifts and change in the world. And it's something that we can't ignore anymore with climate change. It's it's something that, you know, a lot of people 
looked at as could be fake or uh, something that a lot of people didn't believe um, in the past. And now it's such a forefront. We see it in the news. We can actually feel it in our summers. We There's not many people in the world who haven't been impacted in some way. Um, even just the, you know, the, the summers and the winters, um, we can all we can all just feel the difference. We can feel the difference in nature. So there's no way of kind of like ducking and hiding um, anymore as businesses and pe- businesses are really actually seeing like this is a this is a risk. This is a risk for our planet. It's a risk for our business. Um, and also, it's I think people are just really feeling as well like, yeah, it's time that we start to give back to the planet and do what's right because. Um, yeah, because it feels right and because it's it's the most important thing um, that is we're being faced with humanity. And um, so it's really great to see clients realising that and, and, and reaching out um, for assistance in, in making a change. Yeah, I think I think that, uh, that recent David Attenborough movie really struck a chord with me. And I think probably a lot of people around the world that, you know, it's not the end isn't here. We can actually make a change if we start doing little incremental things now. And, and I, you know, a lot of people I think out there have always looked at looked at it and thought that it's it's too big to even tackle. Do you, do you get a lot of um, sort of people pushing back in terms of trying to make a difference and finding that it's just too big a beast to to have to approach? Yeah, you know what? In terms of individually outside of business, I think sometimes you know James and I have definitely had moments even where we get quite overwhelmed. You know, like live, working in this space, the sustainability safe and the ISPCC report that came out, and sometimes. It can be overwhelming, it, it, and the truth is, it is it is the biggest um, problem facing humanity in history. You know, and um, we it, it can we can sometimes freeze. It can become overwhelming, and um, people go through you know stages of grief when they start to think about the future and and the the causes the industrial revolution have had on our planet and what's happening with the animals and you know and and, and people do, but there's people that are just going through the process of the realization of what's happening. Um, but it's it there is so much inspiration and change that we're seeing around us that I find like even that David Attenborough movie that you're talking about, which is really beautiful to hear that we are seeing that there is um, energy of inspiration that's happening as well, where we actually can we we really can make a difference. But I'm thinking, you know, everyone's kind of sitting in different spaces of people like only just realizing the severity of the issue and sometimes can freeze and become overwhelmed. And then you've got other people that are sitting in the space of inspiration and change and drive. Um, and I'm finding that what I like honestly am finding is very mixed between a lot of people depending on the information that they've received um the, what's going on in their own life how overwhelmed they are in their own, own lives as well so they you know it's such a privilege to even look at climate change you know there's a lot of people that don't have space they're in survival they don't have the um, privilege to actually look at the global issues you know as well so i think even working in sustainability space and environmentally is a privilege <laughs> to even have that yeah. space to yeah you know to be aware of that so just to answer you i guess to answer your question i think a lot of people are just sitting in different places um when it comes to this um, this this really big talk, topic, and I'm blessed to be working in an industry and with James and have beautiful people around me in the Northern Rivers that you know they they are change makers and they want to make a difference. At Good Change Store, we have designed beautiful and sustainable cloths for your home. They began as a vehicle to help lead social change. We are here to inspire and help people make small changes for a better world. Start with your kitchen and clean with prettier cloths that care about your bench as well as the environment. Well, it's all, you know, being being combusted from the, the fossil fuels. You know, we've got a, a whole planet that's based on on burning fuel and that's for 
for for everything. It's for our you know electricity and heating. It's for transportation. It's for manufacturing processes, food production, and you know specifically you know the the high sources for the electricity and heat. You know so burning coal, natural gas, you know oils, you know emissions from from those sectors. I think it's you know almost a third of of greenhouse gases um, for that. And so definitely, and I know New Zealand is uh, probably quite a leader in the the percentage of the grid that's made from renewables. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think there's there's some some promising things that are happening globally, but I think still there's some reluctance of countries we've seen recently to to shift away from coal. And there's still um, you know those kind of projects that are that are being looked at you know being created and funded which is a bit bit crazy um but that's yeah definitely the the key sources um you know the you know since the industrial revolution the whole world has been centered around sort of burning fuels which are releasing you know the the greenhouse gases mm-hmm. and that's you know trapping all the the heat in the the atmosphere and just at the moment there's there's far too much that's being released and you know humanity's really on a bit of a a worrying trajectory in terms of you know temperature increases mm-hmm. and you know the the impacts of climate change you know we're, we're, we're starting to see it and I there was something that I, I heard a while ago that put into clarity when people talk around you know you know what is the climate emergency and you know how is it a how is it emergency I think it's the fact that there are so many extreme events happening that require an emergency response that you know we're sort of continually in this this state of emergency and we've seen this recently in Australia we seem to go from you know extreme extreme fires that go on for months and then suddenly you know there's 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 um, flooding that's going on and you know you know globally these you know extreme events that are happening you know one in what is it by the by late century we're projected that one in 100 year events will be happening sort of every year. And so we can sort of see, see where things are going and there's still, you know, the, the capability for us to sort of avoid the most extreme impacts of climate change by, by limiting emissions. What is some of what I see recently, I think was a quote that it was the equivalent of every alarm going off in your house at once and every alarm in your street going off as well and that's kind of what's happening at the moment and so that's quite a good picture you can really sort of imagine the chaos and the noise and yeah yeah with that picture yeah and just to give a bit of context as well like this has only been happening in the industrial revolution over the last 170 years and the world and humans the the effect that humans are having on the world we're having we're pumping 40 gigatons of um co2 into the atmosphere every year and we really don't have much of a carbon budget left we've only got about 400 to 500 gigatons for any hope really of hitting underneath 1.5 degrees and you think well that's going to run out in the next decade and that's the severity of this and once we push over that 1.5 degrees which the truth is that's already really dangerous we're already seeing the effects of this the planet as how as hot as it is as it is in this moment and the heating and what it's already causing and you know, we, we can't go too back, much back from that, and all we need to do, we really need to put a big pause on the carbon and the effects that we're having on this planet. So it's so important for our humanity to not be pushing past that 1.5 degrees. And unfortunately, that's where we're heading um, if we don't make huge and drastic global changes very quickly. It's such a it's such a dire, dire, you know, dire picture. But I'm thinking, 
in terms of David Edsbro being a bit, you know, saying there's still hope, like what, so what do people out there listening, what, what, what are some of the tips for, for consumers or even um, like Christian I's company owners or which is a small company owner, but other people, what, what, what can we do for instance, what, what can the consumer do? What can business owners do? Um, I can touch on businesses and then we can touch on consumers um, just in terms of two different things. But um, a couple of like one of the uh, the couple of things that um, businesses could do is one. I think one of the most important things is looking at supply chain um, and taking a really good look at your supply chain, because wherever we spend our dollars is where we have the most impact. So um, it's really important that businesses, if we're buying, they're buying local and supporting local and local communities to, to move away from that kind of global trade and putting all of the money and um, into um, big global um, uh, companies. Uh, and looking at if you're buying food and purchasing food to make sure you're supporting local farming systems that have local farming practices and um, looking at supply chains at things that cause major environmental damage. Like, does your food have palm oil? Like, is that palm oil sustainable, um, if that is such a thing? Um, and coming from, um, you know, is that like chopping down um, trees in in the Amazon to create that palm oil that you're purchasing that it's putting into your, your products? Having a look at things where they're made and how they're made. Like, doing a really, really deep dive into like what your business is actually supporting through the purchasing of, of product and looking at things like, can you use recyclable materials or purchase? or can you even do things differently in the supply chain can you instead of purchasing can you hire like can you hire items for your business instead of um, instead of purchasing and each you know each year that goes uh, goes on so just looking at that full supply chain and that's quite depending on the size of your business is quite a you know it's quite an intense um, intense exercise but I really that we really feel like that's one of the major things that you can do as a business because you the way that your dollar is spent and that's even as an individual as a business is how how we change the world so if we're putting more money into sustainable um, into sustainable products and reducing the amount of things that we're purchasing and when we're purchasing things that are ethical and sustainable and that's how businesses will change the world. Um, I Another big belief as well is the happiness of our staff. Um, so businesses, it's interesting when we think about the environment, um, if we get a little bit more um, energy base and, and um, in terms of the happiness of the planet, like I, climate change is a reflection of humanity's internal state. It's, an, it's, it's, it's about humans' internal trauma, it's their unhappiness, and that's reflected in the environment. So how do you care about the environment if you don't care about yourself? How do you, how do you care about the internal environment of yourself? Um, first and foremost, foremost, because we are all nature. So how do we actually care for the nature within ourselves and then that for it's reflected out into the planet? Um, and then we can do that by making happiness of the staff important. So looking at creating really supportive and caring and inclusive workplaces that support well-being and expansion and collaboration and love. Um, because if you you have a happy happy staff, then then they're going to then take that happiness and that love back home to their families, and then be in the world um, more expanded. Um, so happiness of the staff and well-being of the staff is is important as everything else. And and then we move into um, again another thing is like the the carbon impact and the impact of carbon of your business. So you know working with consultants or businesses and really getting a really good overview of. Of your um, of your impact and carbon and waste um, and community impact, the full impact of your business, um, so that you're able to sit back and have a really good overlook, um, an overview of how your business is impacting the world, and then start to look at reducing and how do you reduce the environmental impacts 
at, at a start. And once you can re reduce those impacts like moving energy to renewables or um, the, who your, your um, staff super is with and, and looking at those, those beautiful things that you can reduce your impact. And then where you can't reduce your impact, then you can offset those that carbon emissions as well. And then when you're offsetting those carbon emissions, you're then offsetting the, the impact as well and supporting regeneration projects and building projects and projects that have co-benefits in the world as well. Good Change Eco Cloths are fully compostable in your home garden after six to nine months of use. They are lint and streak free, have the absorbency of 15 paper towels, and most importantly, don't smell. Available from your local supermarket or online at www.goodchangestore.com. Help support good changes in New Zealand homes with Good Change Eco Cloths. And and just so we talked a little bit now about how companies can probably look at doing things better. As a consumer, are there any any tips? As a consumer, I mean, I'm a consumer as well. So, any tips that we can we can look at um, when we shop or uh, where we shop or how we consume in general? For sure. Like I, I keep saying this, it's like collectively as a planet, we've made um, Jeff Bezos the like one of the richest men in the world, haven't we? Like he's a multi-multi-billionaire because of this collective power that we have of all shopping in these one places. And we, um, the, I think the, the biggest thing that we can do, first of all, is looking at consumerism. You know, consumerism, I feel, is, you know, created from this lack of connection with ourselves, um, the lack of sitting with ourselves, the lack of being still in nature and connecting with one another. And we distract ourselves and buy things we don't need. And and when we, we, we because we buy so much, we buy cheap stuff, you know, like the imagine if people. of retail therapy. <laughs> like doing that <laughs> instead of, you know, looking within is just <laughs> amusing. Yeah. Again, going yeah. back to if you're actually happy in yourself, you probably don't need all the extra shopping either. This is exactly why we keep going back to that. If you are happy in yourself and you can sit with yourself and sit with your own pain and sit with your own your own thoughts and you were connected to nature, then you wouldn't need to go and buy all these things. And when you do buy things, it would be um it would be from local makers and um businesses that are connective and that are supporting the community, not cheap stuff, you know, made in China and bought on Amazon. So the consumerism part of this planet is that one of the major, major courses, and that's also with the food that we're eating. So, you know, supporting local farmers, if you are blessed to live near farmers markets, go to the farmers markets every single weekend and support your local farmers. You know, they get the money directly and then they can keep putting those like profits or money back into like regenerative farming instead of shopping at, you know, these big giants that are like, um, you know, causing issues in the in farming and, you know, um, chemicals and um, agricultural like runoffs into our, you know, and and droughts and things that are causing from like draining um, river systems and so going into like as much organic food that you can you can buy it's like what looking at what you're eating um, is a, is one of the best things that we can do for our planners look at what we're eating and um, how it was how it was um, grown or how it was raised. Uh, another um, another big thing is looking also again looking at where you're spending your money so. Your superannuation, you know, you could be uh, looking at reducing carbon here, but you you could be your you could be supporting um, supporting uh, the uh, fossil fuel industry by putting all your money into superannuation, um, looking at your superannuation, looking at who you bank with, 
looking at where um, where your investments are. So how are you funding climate change? Like where is your money going and how are you funding climate change? Can you can you move your super to an ethical super? Um, there's some incredible supers now um, that women run super verve or ethical super or future super. Uh, changing your super takes five minutes. <laughs> Banking's not so easy. <laughs> I'm going to put a banking, changing banking is like so, it's going to be so difficult and time consuming. But um, a lot of people have a lot of time at home, you know, like with lockdowns and things like just take that time to like look at where you're investing your money um, as well. And then also looking at other impacts, like who's your electricity provider with? Can you move to renewable energies? If you can't put solar on your roof, can you move to um, renewable energies? Can you do things like um, Earth, we're soon going to be offering a service where you can carbon offset your car for 12 months as well if you because electric vehicles um, aren't actually financially viable for a lot of people just yet. Um, so, you know, can you carbon offset your car for 12 months? And so just sitting at home and looking at your family's impact and your impact, looking at the waste that you have, can you put a compost at home as well to reduce your waste? Um, and then when there's these as well, when you're seeing petitions online, when you're seeing um, people getting together in groups and the community getting to, uh, together in, in groups to like be discussing climate change and when we're having these like um, big get-togethers to have these discussions, like get involved, like go out and get involved on a Saturday, you know, um, have discussions around this. And another big thing to do is just have these conversations with people so that it, it, it it's a very important topic. You know, it doesn't have to be a fight. It doesn't it can be a very loving and inclusive conversation that we can have about like where we're scared, what we're worried about, like what we can be doing as a family or as an individual and, and start to work together and connect to the community around this issue so that we can become um, a collective change. Um, voice that you're scared to someone, voice that you're worried, voice that you're frozen and you don't know what to do. Um, if you go to our, actually, uh, like um, we're about to pop up on our website, if you go to our Instagram as well, we we have a wonderful woman called um, Emily Toner that works with us as well, and she does podcasts on climate anxiety, and helps people work through climate anxiety as well, which is like through meditation and hope, and um, so there's that resource through our website as well or on our um, on our Instagram, and um, yeah, so also having those connections and connecting to others and community is also really important for deep change too. You get to the stage in your life. I could see that probably for myself being, you know, when you passed your uni years and you're past your main career and you kind of look at what, what, what do I stand for? You know, what, what kind of role model do I want to be for my children? What, you know, what kind of role model do I want to be for my friends and my family? And then take a stance and say, well, actually, I, I'm just going to make that choice that if even if my budget did not allow it, I'm actually going to prioritize it and then cut down in other areas. So I think what you're saying, Dan, is super important because it really forces us actually into that conversation of defining who we are and what choices we want to make. Exactly. It's, a, it's an ethics and, and the values point. And, and, and this is also coming from a very privileged position saying this too, because there are a lot of people that really financially struggle that are in areas that don't offer, you know, good quality items um, for purchase so it's it's it, we're speaking from a very privileged position of if you have the opportunity if you actually have the funds the finances the resources to be able to do so yeah so very similar ethos to to good change we often talk about the small changes that we can make just little incremental changes it all builds up to being a more sort of pow powerful force and as you mentioned before you know if we took the collective power of supporting mr amazon and then drove that that power into a more positive you know planet planet friendly ethos um we would just be so much further ahead 
Wouldn't we? And that's what people don't, you know, understand is that I, that question that you spoke of before, like people kind of going, you know, can I make a difference as a person? Like, you know, absolutely. Like that, there's no that saying, um, oh, it's only just one straw said 6 billion people a day. Like it's <laughs> like this, this collective issues, you know, I say to people too, you know, you buy a two litre thing of bleach to clean your bathroom. Would you take that bleach down to the ocean and just open the lid and pour it in the ocean? No. <laughs> You know, like, but that's a two litres of bleach, cleaning bleach that you're pumping into the environment every day. And that is a lot of bleach and a lot of, uh, like, a, a lot of chemicals going into our natural environment. Like, every single household is collectively making and causing so much damage to the planet. Mm -hmm. And, yes, your household and, yes, you as an individual can make huge change, even just where your house sits and the biodiversity that sits around your house. Are you killing spiders in your house? These poor little things are like really but bugs and spiders. And like, what are you doing in terms of the biodiversity within your inside your house and outside your house? You know, like even just even just that, there's like millions and millions and billions of like organisms that sit around your house, and that's with inside your house. Like, how are you affecting your little microorganism world within your being? You know, you can actually make a huge difference. That's the thing. And if you're just doing that, then you'll inspire others. They'll come into your house and go, oh, wow, this, this is lovely. This doesn't smell like chemicals. <laughs> I feel really good here. This feels, you know? Yeah, that, that's quite impressive coming from some, you know, Australian-based people as well with the size of your spiders over there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you were to offer three key things for businesses to take away today and help them create more positive change in their business with with the planet in mind and um, are there two or three things that come to mind yeah these are the um the the ones that we suggested before um in terms of like um yeah. what we're talking about this looking at supply chain and understanding a carbon impact and you know the happiness and happiness of um and well-being of um of stuff so that would be um I think that would be our kind key yeah key kind of like areas that businesses could could really look look towards and as um james was saying before as well that um having a really good overview of what your your business's impact is and the the carbon impact but just overall environmental impact so you're able to just get a really good clear look and take a step back and and then being able to from from that place um make change make change within your organization yeah, i think Amazing. i think there's a I think those are very good tips. And I think maybe even in the future, it could be all organizations will know exactly the amount of, kind of like you would your financial statement, you know, how each step in your supply chain, what it costs. You will have a carbon footprint measure on there as well. So everyone at each step know exactly what they're putting out there. I'm, or I'm hoping that's the future. Oh, you can definitely see that transparency definitely. around those impacts. Uh, are definitely going to become like more and more demanded um, you know, by by consumers, um, you know, as the the crisis unravels. Yeah, amazing. Hey, Jen and James, this has been so eye opening for me, and I have to say, a lot of uh, a lot of the stuff you've said has really it almost pulls on your heartstrings. You talked, I think you used the words, Jen, uh, deeply nourishing when you talked about connecting with the um, employees and creating a loving caring family, um, connecting back to nature and just looking after the whole shebang, not just the the carbon emissions side of things, but also just protecting everybody and and um, 
and that whole connection back to nature. So we've, we're very privileged to have had this conversation today with you and, and grateful that you spent the time to come and, come and talk to us. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to our Good Change Conversations. We hope you are walking away feeling excited and inspired by those doing good things. Keep coming back. We have so much more we want to tell you.